The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton It's Sinshu Sinshu Chu Mouthful Six-Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over at SoCalledFantasyExperts.com. Tonight, we have a um, pretty busy show. Um, we're going to hit up a few news and notes in the beginning here. We're going to talk about a topic that um, hopefully he's going to, you know, propel you guys to get into the playoffs or set you up for the playoffs. Uh, you know, some, some moves that you can make to position your team, depending on the state that it is in and, uh, in a, the position that you're in, in your league to, to get yourself ready for the playoff run and, you know, once you are in the playoffs. Um, and then we will, as always, get you ready for week 11 by talking some injury news, some waiver pickups, and and our and our highest, lowest scoring game of the week, sleepers and busts, and a defense to stream. I will bring on my co-host here. AJ, what's going on, man? Are you there? It might be my computer tonight. I do not know what's going on. All right. Well, we will continue. Nothing is going wrong. <laughs> Let me try this again. Hello? AJ, what's going yeah. on? I think it was my. I think it was my computer. I don't know what was going on. I just refreshed the whole studio and everything just worked. So, what's going on, man? Not much. Can you can you still hear me? I can. Okay. <laughs> that is. All that right. Is sorry, I'm like messing with my speaker things here. I've got the the USB one, and then I've got this real tech thing that I think is the one for the laptop, which I'm not trying to use. I don't know what the hell is going on with this thing, but. For whatever reason, when I try to go into the studio on the link through Chrome, I click my little name in and then go through and try to go, and it says, please click allow to use your mic. And it will not let me even get to anything that says allow. So I don't know. We'll figure it out off air. <laughs> yes, we will. Um, so, yeah, man, it is week 11, dude. Time is flying. Um Time to position yourself for the playoff run and make some moves. Trade trade deadlines in most leagues are honestly this week. Um, yeah. So it is time to talk some trades uh, and you know how to position your team to either make the playoffs or if you're kind of locked into the playoffs, like you're in pretty good shape. Even if you lose a couple of games, you'll probably make it, you know, how to position your team to succeed in the playoffs. Cause we all know the playoffs are a, a whole different ball game 
but before we get into that here, um, hit up some news and notes real quick. Last bye week. Yay. Finally. Finally. Um, <laughs> Carolina, Indy, the Jets, and San Fran. Honestly, not, not – they somehow saved like four fairly average – or below average fantasy football teams for the final week. So it is in, I don't know. It's really not I, even much of a bye week. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. I will say that it is team. though. I, really? I, I, we, th- these are so, and, and I'm, I'm saying that just because it's, it's more of the fact that I have a lot, from the oh, we just lost you, dude. I don't know what just happened. Um, we just lost AJ. So I'm assuming he was saying he was he has a lot of these players for some reason. I mean, yeah. Look, it's it's. Uh, I mean, you're losing Cam Newton. You're losing McCaffrey. There? Yes. What happened? <laughs> All right, hold on. You can hear me now. I can. Well, don't do anything to break it. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. I, it I works. Got it. Just leave it alone. Don't touch anything. I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. So yeah, you're okay. losing Cam Newton. You're losing McCaffrey. You're losing Hilton, I guess. But I mean, we've seen well, him. He has these monstrous weeks, and then nothing. You're losing who on the Jets? Blau Powell, maybe? You got you got Powell. Robbie. You got Robbie Anderson. Cursed meh. Safarian Jenkins, okay. Uh your boy McCown. I mean, come on. There's yeah, but a are these, okay. plethora of solid players there. <laughs> right. Um, okay. No, so anyway, what I'm saying is this is nowhere near the level the level it has been no, in other This weeks. is not so, week nine. So no. where every Week was nine like, was horrendous. It was like, hey, all the good fantasy football teams, teams that have good fantasy players, we're gonna put them by the exact same week. I swear the NFL trolls us. So, oh yeah, they interesting. So yes, final week of the buys. Um, this is the last time we will mention Ezekiel Elliott's name until week sixteen. I promise you, everybody. I promise you. Ezekiel Elliott is finally suspended. And when you thought maybe we might have to bring his name up again in a couple weeks because he's appealing again and they were trying to get like a quick trial or whatever. Nope. He he withdrew his appeal and he is not going to go through with it. So we will not see Ezekiel Elliott till week 16. Hallelujah. I am this so done with great. this. We're done. Yeah. We're done. We've already talked it, about who's going to be good. Who's it's, it's, The last thing I'm I'll say on this, Darren McFadden, good. worthless. Don't even worry about him. Apparently, we were dead yeah. wrong on that. That dude looked like yeah. trash, and he got like one carry. Um, so, no, he's not going to be used. Uh, so, anyway, moving on, because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Yep. Other news that drops today, Tyrod Taylor benched our boy. You, you joke know, about our boy McCown, but dude, Tyrod's 
I like Tyrod, man. This is He's literally our boy. He's he's a he's a fellow Loki, alum. Dude. So we gotta we gotta cheer for him regardless. And this you know shame. It, the Bills are being dumb here. Tyrod's good. He had a bad game. Okay. He had, he had two bad games against two good teams and he didn't have uh, Kelvin Benjamin for one of them. What was what was the Jets? Oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm thinking of what was the Jets? Uh, uh, so that was not a good game. And he actually he had a good game in the end. It was all garbage time, but I get you know that doesn't count. Like in the end, he was one of the big reasons they lost the game against the Jets. He had a horrendous game against the Saints. But can they bench all the defensive players as well for letting up 400 yards of rushing and six yeah, rushing dude, touchdowns? I mean, I mean, come on, you cannot blame that loss on Tyler. He was on the field for like 10 minutes. I mean, yeah. What are you gonna do? Um, I don't know, dude. It's, you know, the Saints are rolling right now, too. So, like, they just hit a buzzsaw. I mean, that team's ridiculous right now. Um, I I don't know, man. I, I feel, I feel bad for him, but it is, it's Peterman time. <laughs> and, and am I the only one? Every time I hear the name Peterman, I think of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, I saw that thing on Slack. It was great. <laughs> Um, That's all I think about is Peterman from Seinfeld. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, man. I don't really know what to think about it. I don't really, honestly, I don't know hardly anything about Peterman. I know he came in at the end of the Saints game in garbage time, let him down the let him down the court or the field, and scored. Oh, does that mean anything? Yeah. I don't even know if the Saints had all their starters in. I, I honestly uh, like stopped paying attention to the game. Been. Um, yeah, I don't know I don't, what to, to make of this. I, I think it's a. <clears throat> I saw something. I think it was on ESPN. It said it's the right move, but it's too late. You know, like I don't know if I agree that it's the right move. He had two down games where the defense is the one who let him down. Um, and like I said, he didn't have Benjamin, so he he now he doesn't even get a chance to like start anything with Benjamin. It's like Well he had Benjamin okay, last game. Well yeah, one game, but I mean that's not gonna be like the massive no. report builder, so you know, I, I don't know. I but, wouldn't be totally shocked if they go back to Tyrod at some point. Uh but you know, yeah. right now you can't you know, if you were holding on to him I I owned him in one league and I was streaming quarterbacks and He's been good for me, except for last week, so I was holding on to him. Um, and he's got a fairly favorable schedule the rest of the way. Um, I, I dropped him, though. I had to drop him. Philip Rivers was on the waiver wire, and so I picked him up. Um, yeah. That's you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, my thing is, I don't know – if this hurts or helps the receivers, hurts or helps McCoy, my gut instinct is that it actually helps the receivers because Peterman is more of a pocket passer and he's going to drop back and he's going to pass the ball. It's yeah, gonna hurt I, I McCoy can because see I, that. Yeah, and, and then I think it hurts McCoy because, let's be honest, some of the reason why McCoy was – having as much success as he was or yeah is is because of Tyrod's dual threat and 
you always had, to, you know, they would do the read option. And so you always had to kind of keep an eye on Tyrod. So it kept one less person, even if they were, you know, don't air quotes right now, in the box, they weren't really focused on McCoy. So, you know, that's just one thing. And so, you know, especially on those little plays where McCoy comes out of the backfield, you always got one extra guy kind of keeping an eye on Tyrod. So that's one less person to cover McCoy. Like, the whole offense changes with with Peterman there. Look, can McCoy do it? Sure, he did it in Philly. Um, but you know, it was it's, it was a big part of their offense. So that's a it's a shame. I you know, I, like I said, we both big. I'm a big Tyra fan. It'll be interesting to see where he goes next year because at this point, I think it's obvious the Bills are not going to keep him. I think he's he's owned he's owed quite a bit of money next year if they keep him. So it is almost 100 percent that he is not sticking with that team next year. Um. So yeah, man. So let's get into this next topic here, and that is. Positioning your team for the the playoffs. You know, at this point in the season, you are either kind of a lock for the playoffs. You know, you're you're eight and two or better, seven and three or better. You know, those are fairly good chance that you're getting into the playoffs with those teams. Um. Then you've got, you know, your teams that are six and four, five and five, four and five. You know, you're kind of scrapping for those last couple of playoff spots in your league. And you're kind of wondering, all right, do I do I make a move to collect some talent? Is there anybody on the waiver wire that can help me? Right now, look, waiver wire claims at this point are going to be truly hit or miss. You're not going to get a lot of guys from week 11 on that are just going to be blow-up players for you. It's going to be a lot of backup players. You're picking up death type of guys. How to really make a splash and change the landscape of your team is through trades and the trade deadline in most leagues, especially ESPN, I think is tomorrow. Um, I could be totally wrong on that today. Well, is it, I, mine is was today? today in my league. Oh, I guess. And then a lot of my other leagues, it's next Wednesday. Okay. So, so I guess they, they wait till the waiver clears and then give you like, you know, whatever, five, six hours to try yeah. to work something for that. And and so, I actually did that. And I, was, I offered a trade to uh, a friend of the show and fantasy six-pack writer Dennis Sosick. And, I mean, it wasn't – I mean, it wasn't like big sexy names or anything. Um, I offered him Crowell and Samaj P. Ryan, who I had just gotten – off of the waivers. Now I hate doing that and I hate when people do it to me and it wasn't like that was my plan, but I was kind of looking, 
I didn't even know if I was definitely going to get him off waivers. And I did. And I was like, okay, well, now I kind of have a plethora of running backs that I wasn't necessarily looking at before. So I was trying to work another trade and wanted to try to bolster my um, receivers. So I offered him those two for, for Robbie Anderson and Burkhead, um, who he picked up, I guess, last week or maybe the week before. So, I mean, whatever. Like I said, it wasn't like sexy names or anything. It was was what it was, but he wasn't interested. So, whatever. No problem. Moved on, and yeah. that was that. Yeah, so be it. Um, so, so back to my point. So, he, here's my philosophy at this point in the season. If you're going to try and make trades, and I get it, not trading's not for everybody. It takes a lot of time to go and evaluate trades. Not everybody has time to do it. I know I, I, I kind of don't have time right now to deal with it, so I'm probably just going to sit on a lot of my teams unless I'm offered trades. Um, the way I look at it, though, is if you're, if you're one of those teams that has a pretty good stranglehold on making the playoffs and, and you're one of the top teams, right, you need to strengthen your team for the playoffs. I know you're thinking, oh, I'm in first place, I'm in second place, I'm kind of dominating this league, who cares? All right. Well, the other thing you got to think about is you could have had a very favorable schedule where you've played a lot of the bottom feeders of your team. Or you got lucky and you, you know, played, a, played people on bad bye week schedules, played people when they had a lot of, you know, random injuries, whatever it is. You also could just straight up be dominating your league. I have done that <laughs> in multiple seasons and then lost in the first round of playoffs. Why? Because somebody had just an, an unbelievable good playoff schedule for their team. A couple of guys blew up on their team. And to where I had a lot of really consistent players, I didn't have like three or four guys that could all just go nuts in one week, which is what – some of these other teams do. Now, I'm not saying you want to go out and get these like boomer, like a ton of boomer bust guys, but here's what you can do. My guess is that if you're dominating your league, you have a lot of depth on your team. You've been able to survive all the bye weeks, survive the injuries, right? Go look for one of these teams that is dealing with you know, oh, I'm five and five, I'm the sixth seed, or I'm the seventh seed, you know, and say six make the playoffs, go and offer them two of your depth guys. Now, don't trade them the two worst players on your team. Give them guys they can actually use. They need two good players that you may have as flex options, right? Like legitimate, legitimate good players that you would use on any given week. And try, and try and take their second best running back or, hell, even maybe their best running back, depending on who it is. You know, don't get crazy. Don't go and try and trade for Le'Veon Bell and give them Rex Burkhead and Robbie Anderson. Not to, not to choke on your trade, but I just – But, I like, see. that kind of trade would be absolutely a, a slam dunk no. There's no way yeah. I would accept that. Like, that just wouldn't work. But – Here's, here's what I did a few years ago. Um, so it's kind of the opposite, but it worked for that team because they were so dominant and they had a ton of depth, right? I started out 0-4 in a league. 
So I did a light a way earlier than at this point in the season. I was desperate. I was 0-4. I thought I had a good team. But I had Julio Jones, and I knew he was my best player. I traded Julio Jones for Stefan Diggs and DeMarco Murray. This was last season. I ended up turning around and winning six straight after that trade. The reason why is because I traded for two guys who could easily outperform Julio by himself. Easily. And, but he got Julio Jones, who I think he had, I think he had like Odell Beckham too. So he got like Odell Beckham and Julio Jones. I mean, he was looking at him and being like, I'm, I'm a powerhouse now at this point. So that's what you have to do. You as a team who is in the position to get a top seed need to strengthen your team in the playoffs. You don't care about depth. If, if you, if you at some point in this, in the playoffs have to rely on your, you're losing in the playoffs. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like if you're having this, if, if one of your top guys gets hurt and you have to rely on your depth, you're going to lose because ultimately somebody has got a better team than you in the playoffs. Um, yeah. So you just need to get the best possible team and take risks in the playoffs. Like that's what you have to do. Cause I, I've played it. I play it safe in the playoffs a lot and I end up losing a lot in the playoffs because of it. Like, and I, for whatever reason, it just happens that way to me. Maybe it doesn't happen that way for everybody else, you know, but go out and try and strengthen your team to have the best team possible. Um, I mean, well, I'll, the, I'll let you talk about it. Yeah, I, I, I agree that it's, it's now time. And, and we kind of started the topic last week, um, you know, last week might have even really been the time, especially if your league is like mine and today was your trade deadline. Um, you really needed to be trying to peddle those offers, you know, before last week, whatever, and, and just get it get it going. But, yeah, I mean, this is the last week of the buys. We we already talked about the four teams that are that are off and how they're yes and no, not really mattering to, to most people. But... Um, you you don't need anybody that's that's on your depth unless for some reason you start, you know, fifteen starting positions, and you have like three bench spots. Okay, fine, but that's not typically that's a weird. That'd be a pretty weird league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure I'll design it and make it work. But, um, I mean. Like my the league that I run, you've got standard one quarterback. It's only ten teams. You got two running back, three receiver, two flex, a tight end, and then kicker and D. So, I mean, there's 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 a good amount of starting positions there, but there's a lot of flexibility with the two flex spots. So, depending on what your depth is there, I mean, you can easily start four running backs. You could start. Uh, five receivers, you know, a combination of three running backs, four receivers, or an extra tight end thrown in there. I just made a trade for Zach Ertz and um, who else do I get? And Woodhead. Um, you know, I, I have high hopes for Woodhead. I know talking with you earlier, you don't as much, but. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he's okay, but yeah. I mean, he's he's a good PPR guy if he can stay yeah, on the absolutely. field. I mean, that's obviously still to be seen. Um, but I think 
just based on the way that Baltimore was using him in that first game when he got injured, I mean, it was it was absurd. So if if that's going to be the catalyst that somehow gets Baltimore interested in playing football again, awesome. You know, I, I'm glad that I got him, and that's kind of what I was targeting. And being an Eagles fan, I wanted Zach Ertz because he's been ridiculously good this year. So um, I also have Greg Olson stashed. So that's where that flex comes in, where I've got two top tight ends, you know, that that I can plug and play, along with stud receivers and, and, like I was saying earlier, a lot of depth at running back. But this is the kind of thing you want to look at. You've got to measure what you want to start, who you want to start in what weeks, and what their matchups are. Because the playoff matchups is is what you really need to focus on right now if you're one of those locked-in teams or if you're you know, on the cusp and then you've got a pretty good schedule the rest of the way against your opponents that you think you'll be able to push in. That's where these cuts come into place. And you know, if you can package two guys that you don't think you're going to use, even if they're good players, if you get an upgrade at a position that's weaker, I think you have to try to make that move as much as you can um, and just try to, you know, strengthen your team. And then, mm-hmm. God forbid, that person gets injured, you know, you you hopefully still have enough depth to be able to play those other flex positions and have somebody in there to fill in for it. Um, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying don't even own a bench. You still have to have guys, but um, you just got to upgrade, upgrade where you can and and what makes sense. Um, And that's kind of what I was looking for. Plus my league's a keeper league. So now I've got, you know, Zach Ericks in the mix of, of other guys I'm looking at as potential keeper. Um, if he's going to maintain this level of ridiculous at the tight end position. So, um, you know, that was something else that I was targeting. And I I gave up uh, Jared Goff and Adrian Peterson, who I I actually traded for right after his huge opening game. Uh, I gave up Crabtree, and I, I actually did the math. I looked at the points, and Peterson was slightly better than Crab for those like three week difference that I didn't have Crab and had Peterson thanks to his mid like middle game where he, he blew up again. But right. um I mean I, I like Peterson but I have a good amount of running depth and I also own David Johnson. So if he's gonna come back, you know, he will hopefully help me in the playoffs and this guy, you know, needed some more running back depth and he needed a quarterback this week because he had your boy McCown on a bye. So I couldn't use Jared Goff and Drew Brees. Obviously, I'm going to stick with Brees, although I played Goff over Brees last week and it worked out. But, yeah, you know, I mean, I, that's I, the I kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're talking about, you know, you're you're bringing up examples of exactly what I was talking about. You know, you want to you you need to be able to position yourself to have the best possible starting roster there is. You know, look, in the beginning of the season, we tell you draft depth, draft depth, draft depth. You know, 
take your quarterbacks late, take your tight ends rather late. You know, a lot of people go into the drafts and go, whoa, I'm going to set my starting roster first. I'm going to get my quarterbacks, my, my running back, my two running backs, my three receivers or two receivers, my one flex, my defense and my kickers, you know, super early. Why wouldn't I? I'll get the best of each position. Well, then injuries hit you during the middle of the season, and that's great. You might have come out of the draft having the best starting lineup in the draft because you had the number one defense, the number one kicker, you know, all this type of stuff. But what you ended up doing to yourself is you ended up limiting your depth, and during the season, that's when you need it. Come week 11, come week 12, you know, 13, you don't need that depth anymore. You want the best possible starting lineup you can have. And in order to do that, you trade some of your depth to those teams that could use it. Because in the end, like I said, in the reverse of that, that team could use two players who could outscore the one so that they can get more points. But your guy could... You know, your guy has a potential. Your your one guy has probably more upside each week, has a higher ceiling each week than those yeah. two combined is, is the hope. You know, is he going to hit that ceiling every week? No, of course not. But, you know, you may not have even been using all of your players that you've traded, not every week. And – there's going to be plenty of weeks where the one guy that you have is going to outscore both of those players. But, you know, it, it needs to be a win-win for both teams too. Like, and, you know, we've talked about this in the beginning of the season when we talked about the, you know, the art of trading or whatever, you know, don't go in there and just try and you can't win the trade. You know, we, we've said that time and time again. Don't go into going, oh, I have to win the trade. Win it for your team. Win it so it makes sense for your team. Don't go in and be like, oh, well, I absolutely robbed this player, this owner, this other guy in the league. You know, I robbed him. I absolutely won this trade. If you go into it thinking that's how you have to, that's how the the only way you're going to make this trade happen, it's never going to work. You gotta give yeah. you gotta give the other owner something that's gonna be useful for him. Otherwise, it's just gonna turn you down. Um, well, and that's yeah, that's why why I went with this because I saw that there was, you know, uh, a little bit of you know lacking depth at running back, and and the guy didn't have a quarterback this week. He had Rodgers, you know, was his keeper, ooh. so he obviously lost him. And then, you know, he was kind of plugging and playing off the waivers and, you know, went with McCown and he's been doing well, but he finally dropped Rogers because he needed some other plug in and, uh, you know, and he's not going to keep him as another first round pick next year off of this injury. So I don't blame him for that at all. Um, you know, and like I said, I can't play two quarterbacks. So I had nope. two guys that were good. You know, I, no, I got to stick trade, with Breeze. So, you know, it helps both of trade. us. And, you know, I was looking at ceiling, you know, and and I'm trying – he's he's working on trying to get into the playoffs and get one of those last two seeds. So, I, I like it, you know, and he liked it. That's that's what works with a trade. When both managers like it, the trade goes through. If one manager's like, 
on the fence the whole time and, and, you know, feels like he needs to win or he's giving up too much value, you're never going to get the trade to go through. So just move on. It's better to just not waste your time trying to make something work with someone who's not going to make it work. Find someone else who has, you know, a similar need and can fill your need and go talk to them. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Every league's going to have people that, that have needs, you know, and some more than others. So, yeah, don't don't, don't be the guy that in my dynasty league offered me uh, Richard Higgins for Terrell Pryor. Look, I yeah. get it, Terrell Pryor is garbage this year, but it's a dynasty league. I think Terrell Pryor probably, you know, has a lot more value than Richard Higgins. Like, don't 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 be that guy. <laughs> I mean that that guy that, that guy probably the trade absolutely made me no the trade absolutely made no sense for me. Like, oh, thank you, trade me crappy receiver, you know number one for crappy receiver number two what what did that do for me <laughs> yeah i, I would think like, you'd package something up and offer it to me i put him on i put prior on the block and it just was like what okay that made no sense well i mean it sounds like that's that's an offer that's coming from a guy who probably knows like 99 percent more about <laughs> football than <laughs> anyone oh, of all time. i hope so, you listening yeah, so little, uh, little, in, but, little inside joke uh, for people who don't know why we're laughing. I'm, this this guy went on a rant on our on our league message boards, and uh, he's gonna offer you shit and try to fleece you for prior. Yeah, he's had a bad season, but what what where was he ranked last year as a receiver on a bad I'm Cleveland pretty, team? I'm pretty sure he was like I mean, 15th last year. He was pretty ridiculously good. Uh, he's, he, gonna bounce back and his ceiling is way higher than a guy who had one good game this season and uh is, is now playing behind uh Corey Coleman who's who's a quality receiver when healthy and potentially a Josh Gordon who is in a new mindset so who knows how well he'll play if Terrell he'll play wide receiver number 20 in, in PPR leagues last year, so yeah, no, so, there's no, ch- there's no ch- two receiver, huh? Said so he's that that's a solid number two receiver. Yeah. So and that was on a really really bad Cleveland team last year. I mean, look, yeah. I I I just threw him out there hoping you know maybe somebody was gonna buy into the you know the upside. It was like a, it was like. Four weeks ago, it was right before like his value just completely bottomed out. It had already dropped a lot, but then like the week after that, it just completely bottomed out, and he got benched. And uh, it was like, well, now I'm definitely not trading him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but yeah, he offered me that trade right away, and I was like, what? Okay, that's not even close to what I was looking for. What good does that do me? <laughs> yeah, it sounds uh, so. like your your thoughts on that trade were just I can see you just sitting there being like, this is a little catawampus of a trade. So, yeah. I would have passed as well. Catawampus. That's a... That's, that's my a other... That's my other knock. Just go back and reread my things from earlier and you'll you'll get what I what I was going there for. Um, oh. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, All right, so, well, let's let's move uh, on here. Um, 
you know, get into some injuries. If, um, I'll, I'll, fi- I'll finish. I'll finish off by saying this: if you have any trade questions or ad drop questions, you know, Google okay, who knows? Maybe there are some you know good players off the waiver on the waiver wire still for a lot of leagues. You know, we do have people playing in some pretty shallow leagues or leagues where there's just not a lot of you know very savvy owners and people just not paying attention. Look, if you got these types of questions, hit us up on Facebook. You know our our accounts, so uh, uh, let you know you can just go there. But yeah, let's move on here to the injuries. Um, it's it's not great, honestly, man. It's uh, it's looking pretty dim again. Devonta Freeman is the big one. He's in the concussion protocol. This is his second concussion of the season. I want to say it's his third overall. This like whole NFL season though counting preseason I could be wrong on that I thought I heard that somewhere and I didn't have time to look it up today but they're saying he could be out I've heard rumors that he could be out the rest of the year yeah that's what I so heard that's, uh, that's not good man if you're a Tevin Coleman owner uh you're you're sitting pretty here uh I I, I don't know what this does for like Matt Ryan and stuff I mean Coleman's a good runner but he's not as good of a runner as Freeman. So maybe this just becomes a heavy passing offense now. And so maybe Ryan becomes a little bit better of a fantasy play now because they're just going to be high volume passing and, you know, whatever. Coleman Coleman was kind of their back you know, out of the out of the backfield for passing downs and whatnot anyway. So mm-hmm. I mean Freeman Freeman was was decent for PPR as well, but um you know that was kind of why you drafted Coleman for, for this exact reason for for being out of the backfield and for a pending Freeman injury. And you know, this is like the perfect time if you've been sitting on him all season to be like, okay, now I'm making my push for the playoffs. Oh, hey, Tevin Coleman, how you doing? Now you're yeah, my, you know, running just, running back one or two. Uh, probably not one, but early for you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> big time. So that's so. a that's a huge blow for sure. Yes, and, and Atlanta's been kind of surging lately and starting to figure things out. So you know. We'll see how this pans out, but I definitely agree that it's it's going to be more of a volume passing attack. Yeah, I, so. I really do. I really do think that this is going to help Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, not so much the receivers, just because you know he does spread the ball out a lot. Uh, yeah. But I think the I think his volume is going to go up. You know, it'll help the receivers a little bit, but not a ton. Like it's just they just spread the ball out so much. It's just, you're going to see just a couple extra targets per person. You know, that that's going to be about it. Um, moving on here though, <clears throat> other big names, Rob Kelly been placed on the IR. Let's go. Let's run through all the IR ones here. I have a list. Yeah. Rob Kelly, okay. IR, Jeremy Hill, IR. That was last week before the game oh, last week, I believe. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, CG Procise was placed on the IR this week with an ankle. Get out of here with that. I know, dude. He's ridiculous. I have him in Dynasty, and honestly, if I could find anybody worth picking up to replace him, I would. There's just the league's deep, and 
there's just nothing out there right now. I'm just I'm tired of CJ Procise. Like there's just no reason to hold on to him anymore. No. Um, D.D. Westbrook, you know, I have in my notes for the rankings this week on Fantasy Six Pack that he has yet to be activated from the IR. I actually don't know if he's officially been activated from the IR, but Alan Hearns has already been ruled out for the week, so I believe they are finally going to activate D.D. Westbrook. Uh, it would shock me if they did not, because I don't know who else they're going to throw the ball to besides Marquise Lee. Uh, but they've already yeah. said that D.D. Westbrook is not going to be heavily involved, even if he does get activated. So, I don't know. Like, we were all excited about D.D. Westbrook. He had a great preseason. But I'm just – at this point, man, I don't know what you can, you know, expect out of him. Uh, oh, here's the other IR one, Curtis Samuel. Uh, he's out yeah. for the season with an ankle injury as well. So, lots of ankle injuries. <laughs> Big surprise. Yeah. Um, That's uh, – Yeah. <clears throat> Tape your ankles, guys. Come on. So, other injuries here. We got Jordan Reed. He's still week-to-week with a hamstring injury. Uh, in my opinion, I, I think he's he's doubtful for this week. Uh, Jameis Winston likely to miss another week with that shoulder injury. Uh, keep an eye on Zay Jones. I don't know. They haven't really updated his status. At least I didn't buy it as, as of this afternoon. But he missed last week with the knee. Um, Green Bay running backs. What a mess yep. all of a sudden. So Aaron Jones out three to six weeks. It's the rest of the fantasy football season, essentially. So um, you yeah. can probably feel free to drop him in in non-keeper leagues. Uh, but Ty Montgomery, you're thinking, oh, boy, Ty Montgomery. But nope. Rib injury last week. He's listed as questionable. They're saying, you know, he he might play. I don't know. I mean, I'm not dropping Ty Montgomery because obviously if he plays, he's the guy, but um, the big winner out of that is going to be Jamal Williams. So not that Jamal Williams is great, but I mean, if he's going to be the only true healthy running back, you know, he's going to be a guy you're going to want to be able to throw into your flex spot this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, he went, went 20 for 67 last week and you 20 know, for 67. That's horrendous. <laughs> oh, that's that rushing, yeah, yards per rush is is that, atrocious. But oh. <laughs> the volume is more what I was looking at there. Yeah, the volume. If is he can somehow turn that into, you know, eighty plus yeah. yards, you know, then, well, then yeah, it's looking a little ab- better. He'll he'll absolutely get the volume because clearly Green Bay does not trust Brett Hundley to throw the ball, although. You know, I say that, but I was well, watching the game. They were they were chucking it downfield finally last last week. It was like, whoa, what's this? They threw the ball farther than five yards with him. So, yeah. Um, and he made some good throws. I mean, I may actually start Devontae Adams again because he is clearly the favorite target of Brett Huntley. Yep. So, um, that's that's a guy that I, I'm looking at again. I'm kind of deciding. I've got a. A bunch of a, a bunch of different options on the teams I own him, so may have I'm gonna have to start looking at that a little bit closer this week. Um, let's see here. Will Fuller is listed as week to week with a rib injury. It's pretty doubtful he's gonna play this week. He has not practiced yet. Uh, that, that's he's looking, not playing this week. Has he been ruled out officially? Yeah, I, I got a that. little ticker on my phone about uh, Bill O'Brien saying that he he won't play this week. 
All right. Well, there you go. Um, I must have missed that. So, okay. Um, and then any other position players I got here? No. Then we've got four, three mediocre quarterbacks that yeah. <laughs> are all banged up here. Jacoby Brissett dealing with a concussion. Um, although the Colts want to buy this week, but, you know, just something to keep note of. Deshaun Kaiser dealing with a rib injury. He might not play this week. And then Drew Stanton, he sprained his knee, and his week 11 status is questionable. But I'm sorry, man. You sprained your knee. Like, I feel like you're not playing. But they're leaving it open, um, apparently. Yeah, Um, I don't know why. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe they didn't. Maybe they said they were going to go with uh, with Gabbert. Oh, Gabbert! Did they say they were going to go with Gabbert? I feel like I maybe heard that somewhere. I forgot to write it down. Um, I will look that up here while I'm talking. But a couple of other quarterbacks that are dealing with injuries too, though, is I know Marcus Mariota. Uh, he was dealing with a knee injury, but he got taken off the injury report. So that's really good news. He plays tomorrow night. Um, same with yeah. Delaney Walker, not a quarterback, but, you know, he's been kind of up and down injured all, you know, the last few weeks. So that's really good news. Um, yeah. Gabbert is handling the majority of the first team snaps. Um, it said Stanton did practice limited. Yeah, I mean, it's today, limited, but... so it's not official yet. I don't think. Is yeah. It? They're gonna know something by the end of the week. Uh, I mean, so come Friday, you should on know. track to start week eleven, but you never know. I mean, keep an eye on that one. It's not been announced officially. Um, yeah. Another, the last injury I've got is uh, Phil Rivers in the concussion protocol. He's doing limited work at practice already. My guess is that he comes off of the concussion protocol comes out of the concussion protocol uh, by this week's this week's game, but you never know. I mean, see where things happen. So, yeah, that's all I've got for injuries. Yeah, that's oh, well. You wrote that's down. Much, I have uh, every everybody that I wrote down. We just talked about. So, um, well, except for except for Richard Sherman. So, you did. Yeah, Sherman. Yeah. Sorry about that. So yeah, so Sherman. Yeah ruptured his Achilles tendon. Uh, he's done for the season. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty big blow to, to Seattle's defense. Um, I I don't know if I feel like the Legion of Boom was really there this year, but I, I, I haven't really been paying. Yeah, I mean, Seattle's D has been good. I do own them in one DVOA, league. But... man, is still number seven against the pass, and they've been banged up yeah, all in the all secondary right. all year long. So uh, you know, Maybe I'm just not that... hearing that term, so I'm just yeah, equating I mean, it to not, not playing. Well. They're not as dominant as they once were. And that's – I mean, they've yeah. just lost a lot of pieces on that defense in general. But, you know, they've still been a top-notch defense all around. So – yeah, that that's a huge blow, though. I mean, he didn't. Sounds like they're gonna get Earl Thomas back this week, but you know he's been up. You know he's been hurt a lot. Um, is Cam healthy? I can't remember. I yeah, want to say uh, he is yeah. healthy, but 
you know, he's he's off and on. I mean, yeah, you never know, man. That that defense could really just start going downhill. But yeah, that's that's a huge blow for them. But <clears throat> anyway, uh, waiver wire pickups, man. You want to run through these? Uh, yeah, I can run through the ones I have on the sheet here. I got the article up as well. Um, I mean, pretty much what what I wrote down. Uh, quarterbacks. I mean, it, it it's thin at this point, and yeah, it's bleak, you know, bleak. <laughs> you know, sure. at this point, you you should have a starter, hopefully. Um, <laughs> Blake Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, uh, and Jay Cutler. I mean, Cutler played decently last week. Um, he's got a nice matchup this week. Yeah, I, I, he, I mean, he got some Miami. garbage points, dude. Yeah, yeah but that, hey, doesn't matter. Garbage points is still points for fantasy. I we know. About, we dude, talked about this so... last year with Bortles. Every you you look at Bortles in the first quarter of every game, and you're like, "What the <laughs> hell?" Know. You look at him in the you're third like, quarter, you're like, "Eh, all right, I guess I'm gonna get like you know a." 10 to 12 out of this guy. You look at him at the end of the game, 26 points. How the hell did that happen? That was Blake Bortles <laughs> yeah. last year. Yeah, well, we so, talked about that with Sean yeah. in, the, in the draft show. So that's, uh, okay, you know, yeah. that's what it was. So, I, you know, Cutler, I think, can can do that, and especially against uh, – who are they playing this week? I want to say Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. Tampa. Okay. yeah, Tampa's yeah, so, pretty bad. <laughs> Exactly. No, I feel, so I feel that, man. A nice matchup. Your, your your first comment about quarterbacks, you should have a starter by now. I mean, look, I was exactly. streaming quarterbacks for the first six weeks of the season. I landed on Tyrod and, and stayed until now, yeah. where, you know, thankfully in that league, somebody had dropped Derek Carr, so I picked Carr up. Not that he's been fantastic, but what? I can use him. Well, it's a 12-team – it's a work league. Like, half the people in that Yeah, league. all right. League don't know what they're doing. Still. So, um, somebody dropped Derek Carr, and then Rivers was sitting out there, who I had just dropped because I was holding on to him and Rivers. And when I got Carr, or Tyrod and Rivers, and when I got Carr, I was like, well, I'll drop Rivers. Um, I'm yeah. not going to hold three quarterbacks. So, uh, yeah. So, yes, yeah. so at this point in the season, you need to have your quarterback. You know, unfortunately, if you. If you had landed on Tyrod, if you don't have Derek Carr and Rivers as your options, then yeah, you're staring at Blake Bortles probably. So that sucks. Hey, um, I'm, and streaming, be with I'm Case- streaming Bortles in the uh, F6P league this week. My yeah. team sucks ass in that league, so I really don't care anymore. But <laughs> be I'm careful gonna play with Case Keenum, by the way. I will mention. Yeah. Tough Minnesota matchup. was very close to starting Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater this week. So I will, not, I will not – yeah, well, I will Maybe. not be starting Case Keenum this week in any league if that was an option of mine. I would go another way just because of that fear that halfway to the second quarter or at halftime they make the switch to Teddy Bridgewater and then you're screwed, right? So yeah. uh, just be careful with Case Keenum. But anyway, keep moving on, man. All right. So running backs – uh, we already mentioned Jamal Williams in Green Bay as as the big pickup. Unless Ty, Ty Montgomery was out there, he was out there in a couple of my leagues, so um, I didn't have the chance to grab him. But 
after this week, I think Montgomery's the guy. I think he'll still sit this week. But Williams is a potential pickup. Um, flex play at, at best, I would say. Uh, Rex Burkhead is um, starting to gain some traction. He's had had some good weeks the past couple weeks. He's he's getting a, a 52% snap share uh, right now. So That's really good in New England. Yeah, for a running back in New England, that's absurd. Um, you know, I think that, that he's definitely a guy they're going to start using more. Yep. Um, and, and he's got two games against Buffalo, uh, who obviously just let up, what what did you say, 400-plus yards or something the last two weeks? 400 rushing yards. Yeah, I mean, if he gets a, even if he gets a 30% snap share for some reason in those games, he's giving you 120 yards and four touchdowns. So uh, go with it. Um, that's why I targeted him. Sorry, Dennis. I like him, but obviously you do too. Um, Rod <laughs> Smith, Cowboys. Uh, we already talked about Zeke. So, you know, it, it's basically. Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. It was 294 rushing yards last week. I don't know where I heard 400. I heard something. Of, oh, no, no. The last, That's oh, really, I thought you said the last allowed, two weeks. Yes, it was the last two yeah, weeks. the last two weeks. They allowed six touchdowns on the ground last week. Of course, one was to Drew Brees. But then in the last two weeks combined, I think they've allowed nine rushing touchdowns. I mean, it's just crazy how bad all of a sudden this rushing defense has become. I don't know what happened. So, anyway. Yeah, see, you got you got uh, Rod Smith at the Cowboys. You know, Morris is yeah. the guy. McFadden, obviously, I like we, we don't man. like. I think, I think Smith is going to be ahead of, well, he already is ahead of McFadden in my mind. So, he's somebody to look at. Um, Samaj P. Ryan, Perrine, Rod whatever. Smith got more of the snap, the snap count, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. 39 to 21. Now that might have been game flow because Dallas was down, but I think that's pretty. Yeah, telling. I think. I mean, some more of his stuff blah. was coming in towards the end, but I mean, McFadden hasn't played. I I was dead wrong on them just saving his legs. I don't. They, he's just fallen out of favor. So yeah, apparently, uh, I don't know. Maybe, well, no, I'm maybe saying Jerry. Smith, Smith had more snaps than more. Yeah, I know. Oh then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I have that right for me too. To that's almost double. Uh, yeah, that's 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 tough. a lot. But like I said, Dallas was down the entire game, yeah. so oh, yeah. maybe it was more of Smith is the pass catcher. We all know from the days of Washington that Morris can't catch the ball. He's not a pass, you know, pass catching back. So maybe that has something to do with it. And yeah. And look, Kevin Probably. actually writes that here. I just noticed that. You know, he says, well, that may have been a part of game flow. You know, the fact that Smith has that capability lets him play more snaps, in my opinion. Yeah. All in all, I don't yeah, really like anything so. from the Dallas running game at this point. No, I I don't either. Um, but the uh, the thing I was going to say, McFadden has completely fallen out of favor Jerry Jones must have found some sort of picture with him and Roger Goodell, you know, on an island sipping Mai Tais or something together. So he's just shit-canned, and he's, you know, on the the hate list now. Um, Austin Eckler, 
from the Chargers. Uh, Melvin Gordon is still the guy there right now, and, and I think that was cemented more with Eckler's uh, late fumble in the game last week. But Eckler was definitely the better running back because of his 42 yards uh, on the ground and 77 yards on five catches, but two of them were touchdowns. So, you know, he he gets the ball and just explodes. Um, you know, and that, yeah, that's like left he, alone in one touchdown run. He just like he yeah. caught the ball down the backfield, and just ran down the sideline, like tiptoed. And I, don't know, I was watching the game, and like the defense just kind of stopped and watched him. It looked like it was kind of weird. It yeah. was like they didn't expect him like, to not oh. go out of bounds. So that guy. <laughs> Yeah, but I I, I like uh, I like Eckler. I went after him in a couple of leagues. I already owned him in my dynasty league because I am a Gordon owner too. Um, Samaje Perine, Perine, whatever. I uh, already mentioned him a little bit. Yeah, he uh, is is the obvious starter with um, Rob Kelly no, getting put on IR. Well, he's the obvious running back, but Chris Thompson is still the best guy. Chris there. Thompson will be the starter. Chris Thompson will get, in my opinion, more of the work. I kind of think the Redskins are basically going to abandon a true running game because it just doesn't work with P. Ryan. They'll run the ball some, yeah. but this game's going to, you know, they'll, they'll do a lot of screen passes, a lot of extensions of the running game, if you know what I mean. Like, they'll have the little, yeah. like, out quick outs things like that. But P Ryan's not, in my opinion, I don't think you really want P Ryan. It's just not going to work. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I grabbed him off waivers. I'm going to see what he does. Cause I was a Kelly owner, uh, in that league at one. Oh point. yeah. I mean, so worth a flyer. I just, it, it's I'm not depth at this him. point. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. He, he's, you know, according to what Kevin has in this, you know, he's only averaging 3.2 yards per carry. So not good. Not good at all. Um, I also had uh, Danny Woodhead, um, who's obviously coming off IR. Maybe not this week yet, um, but next week I would I would definitely look for him to to get going. But you you want to jump on that now if you're looking for him. Dion Lewis is still out there um, and fairly unowned. Yeah, I think his was around thirty some percent when I looked at this the other day. Wow. Um, He's at 46, so that, 48 on ESPN up. now. So uh, yeah, pretty low, up. man. I mean, yeah, I don't up. like knowing the but, running backs, but he's been decent. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably going to do a so, lot worse at flex than him. Oh, yeah. Anyway, man, um, I'll pick up the receivers, receivers here. Yeah, oh, go you, ahead. I got receivers. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say Kenny Stills. Um, there's not a lot here, honestly. Kenny Stills. Taylor Gabriel, Dr. Inman kind of interests me. He had a pretty decent game uh, in Chicago. I mean, he's clearly the best receiver they've got. Uh, you know, they traded for him a couple weeks ago. Uh, who, who are some guys here that Kevin mentioned? You know, Corey Davis yeah. is still out there in a yeah. lot of leagues. This guy is clearly the best receiver they have. I mean, Richard Matthews, in, in my opinion, is now the number two receiver on that team. Uh, he'll still he'll still be good. Josh Stockton. Um, I really like him going forward now. He's seen a lot more targets. Um, the the passing game for the for the Redskins two receivers is not great, but 
Uh, Doxon is definitely getting way more work. He's he's playing that number one receiver spot now. Pryor is gone. So, um, you know, I, I like Doxon. I picked him up in a couple of leagues this week where he's available. Uh, Corey Coleman is out there. Chester Rogers is a, is a very interesting name. Uh, he had a really good preseason. I believe he got hurt or maybe kind of just, I don't know, buried on the roster for some reason. But had a good week last week. Yeah, I thought he was. Um, Kamar Aiken missed last week, and, and Rodgers had a really good week, man. Uh, caught six targets, 104 yards, and a touchdown. You know, that was against the Steelers, too, who shut down just about everybody. So, yeah. you know, just Rodgers, I, I, you know, I'm not picking him up going like, oh, my God, I found gold on the waiver wire. No, I don't know. Pick him up. You know, he's he's somebody who's, who's decent. Um, D.D. Westbrook, you know, hopefully coming off IR this week. Who knows? Um, and then, <laughs> oh, my God. Kevin, every week, writes about Josh Gordon. He ran a 4-3-40 when he returned to practice. Um, I don't care. Tight ends, C.J. Fedorowicz has returned from the IR, caught a couple passes this week, not a whole lot. But, uh, you know, the, the big news here was that he played 63 of 70 snaps. So, um, and he did see six targets. So, you know, he's, he's back in, involved with that offense. Again, as Tom Savage... So, oh, for that, now, you know, yeah, could right. Be Yates. Uh, could be uh, Johnson. I think his name is Hopkins. Owners are praying that it stays with Savage because he just He's... throws the ball half his time to Hopkins and Hopkins only. So, um. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for. I mean, you wrote down Austin Hooper. I mean, he's he's on like forty five percent ESPN. Yeah, that's he really was a high. lot higher. But uh, I mean, you know, Jermaine really Gresham, Jermaine Gresham is, is the guy that that I wrote Julius down and Thomas? wanted to grab in in my one league. Uh, really? Why? He's had he's had back to back really strong weeks with Drew Stanton, but now that Stanton's out potentially, I don't know if that's going to continue with Gabbert. So I'm I'm kind of okay not getting him, but yeah. he was he was starting to become a, a name and a provider. So um, I mean, I also had Julius Thomas. Oh, did you say Julius Thomas? Maybe I don't know. I think I um, have, but. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. All right, yeah, anyway, man, we are uh, like so. running short right. on time here. So let's get to our little finale here where we do high-flow scoring game, sleepers and busts, and uh, it's a streaming defense option. So I'll let you have the floor first. All right. So highest scoring game, um, I, to me it was – well, I – I'm trying to remember who else was playing this week. I think it was a no-brainer going with L.A. at Minnesota. Um, L.A. has been ridiculous the past two weeks. Granted, against lesser opponents, Minnesota is obviously a much tougher task. Um, but Keenum, uh, as you said, you, you, you're staying away from this week, but this could be the week where he needs to really prove that he deserves to stay in this gig. 
Um, so I think that's going to be a really nice game uh, for for everybody involved, personally. Um, my lowest scoring game is Tampa Bay at Miami. I, again, I feel like that was kind of a no-brainer. There was one other one I was looking at. Um, we'll see if you pick up on it. But um, I just think that this was a, a very easy thing. No Winston. The beard did not come through last week. No, he did not. Cameron Brate's been invisible the past couple weeks. Um, Evans was obviously suspended last week, but he should be back. I mean, Miami, you just don't know what you're getting with that defense. They're either good or they're really, really bad. Um, Like I said, I do kind of like Cutler's upside, and Stills has a chance to get some plays, but that's, that's my worst game by far. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good one. Uh, so I'm going to go highest scoring game, Pats and the Raiders. I mean, the Patriots just embarrassed Denver uh, this past week. So their offense is clicking, even with no Hogan. The running game looks phenomenal all of a sudden uh, with all the different guys that they can switch in and out. Uh, the offensive line is looking good. The defense is playing better too, um, but I still think – you know, the defense has a lot of holes and the Raiders are going to be able to exploit that. And this is going to be a fairly high scoring game. Um, the the lowest scoring game, I'm hoping I picked the, the other one that you were talking about. And that's the Jags and the Browns. Just, you know, no, none of these teams excite me. The, the Browns are, they're playing slightly better. Their run game is looking decent. So, I mean, and that's like the one weakness for the Jags. Um, but, you know, their passing game is, is horrible, and that's the Jags' strength. So we might see a week where, you know, we have another under 100-yard passing quarterbacks. So it's going to be that bad. <laughs> and then the, the Jags, you know, their offense is is okay, Fournette obviously leads their their offense there, you know. But without an Allen Hearns, you got a Didi Westbrook who's coming off IR after ten weeks here. So, you know, what's he really going to be able to give you? And you know, may, you know, maybe the Browns just stack the box and stop Fournette. I I, I hope not because I I need him in in my league to that I own him in to to beat Keenan, but. I could kind of see a really low scoring game here. Yeah, that that's a good choice. That wasn't the one I was thinking of, but I I agree with the points there. So we'll see. I, I think it's going to be, you know, Jags defense is just going to have a great game and that's probably it. Oh yeah. Jags is probably um, my number one defense for this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I say that, but then my quarterback sleeper is Mr. Blake Bortles. <laughs> um, again, I'm all in on Bortles this week. You know, Cleveland against opposing quarterbacks has been terrible. Uh, Bortles himself has 240 yards or more and only one touchdown the past four weeks. It's also averaging one turnover per game. But, again, wow, Cleveland is horrible. <laughs> and... Cleveland's given up at least two touchdowns in all but two of their games this year. So this could be Bortles' chance to uh, get two touchdowns. Um, I don't know if he'll have much of a better chance later this year. So take advantage, Bortles. Get me my third win. 
Um, Burkhead is my running back. I've already talked about him nonstop this this show. Um, he's got over 15 points in PPR leagues the past couple weeks. He's getting it done with the receptions, and Oakland is just bad against opposing running backs. So I like Burkhead here. Um, my receiver, I, I don't know if it's as much of a sleeper. He's rated pretty high on, on Fantasy Pros. I want to say he was like early 20s or, or so. Um, Robert Woods. The dude's really shown up um, the past couple weeks. He He's had some good games earlier this year, yardage-wise, but he's had four touchdowns the past two weeks. You know, I, I'm... I'm a little worried about the harder opponent this week in, in Minnesota, like I said, but I do think that this is going to be a game where he can still manage to find the end zone. Um, you know, I, I'm on board, man. I got my ticket for the Woods train this week, so let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, my sleeper, kind of with you on the Woods one, not really much of a sleeper, but yeah, I, don't know. I hate all the guys ranked super low this week. Um, but I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. A lot of people are going to be off of him this week, especially with the Freeman injury and they're playing Seattle. But as we just mentioned, Sherman's out. The rest of the secondary has been kind of banged up all year. They're all Everybody else is, you know, quote, healthy, but you never know how long they can last. Um, look, you know, we just said it. This could turn into a more of a, a – a passing team as well, kind of like the Redskins where they're just going to rely more on the pass because Coleman's not has it. Well, he look, he could, but he hasn't in the past been a true gritty runner type of guy that they can just continuously hand the ball off to like they could a Freeman. Um, so I kind of like Matt Ryan to have a, a good game. He's been solid the last two. So maybe he keeps it going. Um, my sleeper running back. I know I just, pooped on the Jags-Browns game, but the one weakness on the Jags defense is running, and so you would think maybe that's Crowell, and it, look, it is, but his ranking's a little too high to be a sleeper, but everybody's kind of ignoring Duke Johnson here. Um, Duke Johnson could be a, you know, a, a big check down option for Kaiser here, and to where that's not really hitting the run defense so much for the Jags. But I think, you know, Johnson could be in for a pretty heavy workload out of the backfield, you know, catching the ball on some screens and stuff like that. So especially in PPR leagues, Duke Johnson is is somebody I would look at. Receiver, I really went deep on this one. Uh, This might be a bit of a reach, but um, Bruce Ellington, Houston receiver uh, Will Fuller as you said is out and Brisbane has seen an average of eight targets the last two weeks so he's obviously you know catching the eye of Savage and to where the production hasn't been completely there um, I still think he has a chance to to be pretty good, you know, just from a volume standpoint. And the Cardinals aren't really that great against the pass this year. They're pretty, you know, they're below average in DVOA. So that's one area that you can get them with is that is in the passing game. So uh, those are my sleepers. Yeah, just to follow up on that. So I looked back at the notes. 
Coach uh, Bill O'Brien said that Fuller is highly unlikely to play, so it's all okay. but ruling him out. But yeah, it's I mean, not looking that like he's going to play. Yeah. So yeah, even, just wanted I, even to correct myself there, and then also wanted to point out that I got another beat on my ticker that Crowell was limited at Wednesday's practice uh, huh. today because of a shoulder issue. So that also bodes well for Duke Johnson if, if Crowell is somehow limited this weekend. Um, so anyway, I just want to put that in there. My, well, of course uh, I knew bust, all of that. <laughs> of course, obviously. Uh, my busts for this week – uh, quarterback, I'm going with the Dak attack, Mr. Dak Prescott, because F Dallas. Uh, he was hurt. Did he still get every quarterback playing down. the Eagles now? Um, have I done that? That's like Probably. two of the last three weeks. You did with Kirk Cousins a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well, I was right there, too. Um, <laughs> eight and one, uh-huh. baby. Eight and one. I'm going to do this until I cannot do this anymore. Um, Yes. First week of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, this this Dallas. I'm pretty. I'm pretty um, sure. I'm pretty sure Cousins still scored 23 fantasy points. So, no, you were not right. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, they lost, but still. Uh, yeah, that's that's what really matters to me. Um, not a, not a Prescott, plus face, Prescott got his ass kicked against Atlanta last week. Yeah. I mean, he yes, could not he find any help. Sacked, I believe, six times, uh, and mm-hmm. five of them were from Claiborne. I think his name was same guy, or, or he might have had six, and it was seven. Claiborne had six t- sacks himself. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I can definitely see more of that happening this week if uh, you know Fletcher Cox gets in there on him um, and just has his way. So, uh, Tevin Coleman. Uh, I know we were talking about, you know, this is his chance to shine. But like you said, I mean, he, he's going to be more of this volume passing down. I don't like him as a running back, you know, runner. Um, he had a pretty decent filling game last week against Dallas. Um, but Seattle is definitely a, a tougher test this week. Um, so his value is more going to be PPR. Um, so standard leagues, I'm not loving them as much. Um, my receiver, I'm going with Brandon Cooks. I mean, he's been he's been good this year. He's he's still getting good yardage, but he doesn't have any touchdowns since week seven. I know they had a bye week yeah. in there somewhere, but he's only got three touchdowns on the year. Um, so, and that was the one in week seven, and then two a game prior to that in maybe week three or four. Um, don't have it in front of me, but like I said, the, the targets and yards are, are decent and up, especially with Hogan being out last week. I think that helped his cause there, but you know, I, I just think that I'm trying to, to start someone else. He, he might be a potential guy that somebody believes in that I'd be looking to trade and, and upgrade there. So yeah, those are my boss yeah, for this not, week. It's not a bad one. Uh, so my bust here, so I'm I'm going against your boy uh, Jared Goff here. You know, he's had two weeks in a row, two huge weeks in a row now. Um, faces a much tougher test than Minnesota. Yes, I know Minnesota just let up a lot of points here against 
you know, the Redskins and Kirk Cousins, but like, I mean, a lot of people do against the Redskins offense as weird as it is. They are still successful on offense. They just, you know, they don't have any receivers, but you know, Cousins is still getting it done. Um, plus, you know, golf is still in my, in my opinion, he's still kind of a rookie. Um, so we'll, we'll see if he can, you know, I don't know if he's truly consistent like that, that I, I'm, I can trust him. <clears throat> Uh, running backs, I'm going to Marco Murray coming off his best game of the season, you know, now going up against, you know, the number four ranked rush D according to DVOA. Uh, I'm not, I'm not feeling him this week, clearly in seasonal, you know, you're just going to have to ride him because you know, what else are you going to do? But, um, and then my receiver here is going to be Amari Cooper. You know, yeah, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, but we've seen high-scoring games from the Raiders before, and Cooper just is invisible. Just I don't know where he goes. Um, so that's that's a weird one to me. Uh, I'll get my defense here. San Diego Chargers. Um, Buffalo just slapped their quarterback, man. Like this is this has to be a prime game. You know, the Chargers have a really good pass rush. I think Peterman is going to be running for his life back there, and um, you know we'll we'll see how they how they uh, how they fare against the San Diego defense, which I don't think is going to be good. Yeah, my defense, uh, and this this was the game that I was thinking of: Cincinnati uh, and Denver. Denver is just been getting blasted so they've been giving up points a lot of points to opposing defenses um but on on the the flip side i actually don't hate the denver defense this week either yeah Um, i don't either obviously they're much higher owned but and i'm still trying to decide which of the two i like better i i think i like cincinnati better um I mean, it's it's just a matter of of what da- uh, Denver's been giving up to opposing defenses the past few weeks. Their, their quarterback situation is is not good, um, you know. So I think it's just going to be you know open season for for the Bengals this week. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I mean, I still have Denver ranked higher just because you know I think it's still a better defense, and Cincinnati is. Terrible, um, but yeah, I mean Cincinnati's another one too. There's a lot of good defenses this week to use. So there is to me, I mean, like Buffalo Cincinnati got, is even. Yeah, I mean, if you play like in in our league in fantasy six pack league where we get yardage, I, I wouldn't want Buffalo. But if it's a standard scoring league and, and Philip Rivers is out, okay, Buffalo becomes a lot more interesting. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because then then all they have is their running game, which will probably succeed very well, but they've got to have Maybe, somebody yeah. you know, Maybe <laughs> getting the ball. So, yeah, we'll yeah there, there's a lot there's a lot of good choices this week. Um, I actually picked up the, the Denver defense because I saw Cincinnati had gotten dropped, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I can put in a claim for them. And I was like, oh, well, Denver's sitting right here too. Hmm, maybe I'll try that one. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got, though. Yeah, so I don't actually have any 
relevant Twitter question. So we will pass on that this week and just close up the show. So uh, again, hit us up on Twitter. If you got any trade questions before your trade deadline, uh, any ad drop questions, start sit questions, you name it. We are always here to help. I'm at fantasy six pack. AJ, you are at Apple Garth Algar. Alrighty. So, There you go, and good luck, everybody, in week 11. We will see you next week. All right, sounds good.